yo, yo, this is going to be the first time that Liv and Finn are going to be working together on a case in this episode. And in this episode, they track down a perp who will be attacking women and taking their IDs. And, yo, check this out. You know, the suspect is a cop. Is it a real cop or a fake-ass cop? So this is Twisted, a Law & Order SVU podcast. You are now listening to Twisted, a Law & Order SVU podcast where we recap and break down past episodes of Law & Order SVU. You can hear us out on Spotify, Anchor FM, WordPress, or, and, or any other streaming service. And now, here's your host, Brian Rose. Yo, what's up, my SPU fans? Uh, this is BD Rose, and you know, from representing New York, and you're welcome to Twisted, a Law and Order SVU podcast. So, how was your weekend so far? Yeah, you know, as of me, you know, I just taking some vacation time, you know, just to get away from work and all that stuff, though. I want to tell you something, y'all. I mean, I was out in Jersey the other day, you know, doing some sightseeing. And um, I took a ride on a light rail, you know, and um, anyway, I was on that train and um, I was in Jersey City for about a few hours. And then I took a ride on um, uh, Hudson Bergen light rail, which is located in Jersey City, New Jersey. And it got like like, three lines and all that stuff. So, you know what I did? You know, I, I, I rode on that train for the first time in my life. You know, you know, I love I love trains though. I mean, I like to ride trains in Canada, and um, I rode a train on Philadelphia, and I rode a train on Miami, and I think Boston, I believe, I rode on a train in Chicago. And I'm gonna tell you something. I love trains. You know what I'm saying? So during my first time on riding on the on the Hudson Bergen Light Rail line, though. I recorded the footage and I posted it up on YouTube, so you could go Mr. Big Rose Eleven and you know and watch my video on that ride to Hudson Burger Light Rail. So, if you love traveling and you like to take a ride on the train, so why don't you get on a light rail or something like that? I mean, I've been on a light rail before. I mean, I've been to the light rail over in Newark, New Jersey, but you know, last Thursday I took a I was in Jersey City and I took a ride on a light rail. And it was a nice experience, you know. It was a smooth ride, even though I enjoyed myself, though, because I love trains. All right, so let's get into Law and Order news. Hey, 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 yeah, yo, yo, I got some good news. Yeah, so Chief Garland is coming back to SVU. Yeah, that's right. NBC had a promo for the upcoming episode of Law and Order SVU. And they got actor Demore Barnes. He's going to be reprising his role as um, Garland, right? And that's messed up. You know, they had to let go Garland at the beginning of season 23. I mean, that's like racist as hell. I mean, 
they had to get rid of a black, a so-called black guy on there. And then not only that, they had to get rid of the um, cat too. You know the um, uh, Arab lady, not a no Iranian lady. You know the chick from Lebanon. Has SVU gone colorblind? I don't know, but I mean, but um, you know that the um, you know that the the more Barnes he's gonna make a guest appearance as Garland once again, and then he's there to reopen the old case and all that stuff though. So, and um. I don't know. I mean, I mean, they should bring this guy, this character back. I mean, I can't believe they have to let him go, and um, at the beginning, beginning of season twenty three, and then they had to replace him with this asshole, um, McGrath. Man, he's sexist as hell. I mean, come on, y'all. And you know, that's that's the actor that McGrath is played by Terry Serpico. You know, the creepy dude that looked like fake Aunt, fake Anthony Michael Hall. Well. He's, so anyway, watch out for Garland coming back this coming Thursday on NBC at eight o'clock, and check this out. I just found out that um, guess who? Or guess what? That um, Barbara is, is going to be coming back in the season twenty-three finale. That's right, Raul Espurza is coming back as Rafael Barbara. You know, on the season twenty-three finale finale of SVU. And he's like the damn traitor. I mean, since he become the defense attorney, he's defending bad guys like Richard Wheatley and stuff like that. But you know, Wheatley, he's over on the S. He's he went over to the CBS show called FBI and Most Wanted and shit like that, though. So they you know but Wheatley is becoming the good guys now, though. So I mean, watch out for that. You know, we got the return of these old characters coming back in a couple of weeks, and. Yeah, and the original Law and Order, they're gonna have like a upcoming episode based on the school massacre that that happened just recently. A kid, you know, shot up like killed several students, and then his parents dissuaded him to do it. Though that's ripping rip from the headlines, man. So it's gonna happen. It's coming Thursday on April twenty eighth. Though I'm not gonna be there because I'm gonna be back working at the plantation. You know my job, and you know. But oh, I'll catch it on the DVR and all that stuff. Though, so. oh yeah, speaking about the TV, you know, I finally got me a got me a Fire Stick for the smart TV. So hopefully, you know, things are gonna get set up though. So it's gonna take a little time, you know. It saves a lot of money too, you know, when you have somebody to pro somebody to program it though. So it's all about saving money, you know. Everything will be alright, all right. Now. That I'm done with that. Let's get to the, today's episode. Oh yeah! By the way, and this is gonna be the first time that um, the Detective Benson is pairing up with Ice T in a case, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna call this one the Live and Fins Show. Yeah, check it out. All right, um, this is Law and Order SVU, Season 3, Episode 14, Counterfeit. And it aired on NBC on January 25th, 2002, which was 20, 20 years ago. And it's written by Amanda Green and it's directed by Arthur W. Forty. And uh, check this out. Well, this will be the first episode in which um, Olivia is paired with Finn. So... I'm gonna it's, I'm gonna call this one the Benson and Finn show. I mean, this is gonna be like the first time that um, Benson and uh, Finn's gonna be working together. 
you know i mean so it's much much different and that will lead up to the future you, you you'll see why that um that um Vesta becomes a captain and then and then she has uh, finn as a partner as her sergeant so mm, and he take and she takes him under her wing now this is going to be like a what's going on this what's going on today with um the best and finn as the superiors right now but back in 2002 though they, they, they were they were both detectives so things could be changing in 20 years so benson and finn okay so let's get to the episode okay well we're we're under the west side highway overpass and it's nighttime and um the two cops though they just looking around and they're having a conversation and they see uh, a car with the engine running and one of the cops assumed that the guy left the engine on and there was a go after him about that though so next thing you know is that they find a dead woman on the ground oh shit! so it turns out that, yo 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 maybe that was a lady's car so there was no guy there around so you know this section of the west side highway is like lover's lane and the area around there you know i mean you don't see like the the trump the buildings that were built it was back then it was called trump towers so we didn't even see the trump towers though so it's like it's no 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 it's like they're in the area of the west side highway between 57th street and, and 72nd street for and after 72nd street you know where that's where riverside park starts all right so as you know later shortly shortly after here comes here comes Liv. I mean, she's all dressed up. I mean, she had like a skirt and a jacket and stuff like that. And Finn was like, Finn's, Finn is there at the crime scene. When he sees her, he was like, all right, nice dress. And then um, and then uh, Benson replied, it was a nice day. What happened? And it turns out that you know, the cops say that the victim is ID is Paula Grace. And then she was she lives in, in the east side or something like that, though. So... Dr. Warner says that she was probably been raped and probably been hit in the head with a rock of some in some sort though. So she um yeah, Dr. Warner he, and Dr. Warner also said that she's gonna go to the lab and check for vaginal lubrication or fluid, something like that though, because it's possible that she has been raped by somebody. However, though, I mean, they're trying to figure out what was she doing here on about the West Side Highway at this time of night. So Finn mentioned something about like a drug deal going bad, and then sometimes they be hiding a bunch of drugs in the car. So here comes Finn, though. He got this some um, device here just to open up um, the trunk. And Benson asked Finn, was he like a car thief in um, real life? At car thief? That's racist. Like, you don't even know shit. That's racial profiling, stuff like that. I mean, you're going to call black man car peeps? Please. Karen, please. And however, though, when, when uh, Benson asked Ben, was he a car peep in real life, Ben tells or answers her saying, nah, baby, Scott's honor. He opens the truck with his magic hands, and look what they found. They found, like, boxes of prescription drugs in the trunk. So, I mean, that's probably like a bunch of pills. I mean, they even have this one big-ass bottle filled with pills and shit like that, though. Oh, my goodness. That is so crazy, though. Now, we go through the opening credits, right? 
and um and you know we're in the squad room the next day and <laughs> and let me tell you something and Jessica Benson is still wearing that dress from last night like you know she I even mean, go home and get some sleep or something like that though so I mean uh and then you know I mean I mean and you know, Craig sees her in the dress you know he made some compliment but I know I mean Ben made a compliment about her her dress first, and then all of a sudden, you know, Dr. Warner's complimented on her dress. So we do it. So Craig is there, Ben is there, and um, so is Benson. And um, they're doing a background check on the victim Paula. Turns out that she works for a pharmaceutical company called Ritex or something like that, though. So what we gotta do is that they gotta. Um, yeah, I mean she got yes, I mean she had like um uh pharmaceutical company. So what they gotta do is uh Craig and sends um Benson Finn to talk to uh Paula's boss. Okay, so we're in the offices of Ritex and then we're somewhere in the lab and um Benson and Finn talk to um this guy called um Paula's boss. I think it was like um Mr. Regolia, right? So Mr. Regolia tells him that uh, he seen Paula last night, and he Mr. Regolia tells them that she's she's um focuses on herself. She works by herself, always quiet, and um, she also tells them that she don't be taking the trains and stuff like that. I mean, it's like a long commute and all that stuff, though. And um, he, he and then he, it turns out that the last time he saw he and he saw her last night. So meanwhile, the um, we're in the um, morgue, and then it turns out that uh, Dr. Warner tells them that uh, Paula has some vaginal bruisings, and they also found like a condom in the scene, something like that. It turns out that the perp was using the condom, and she also tells them that Paula wasn't hit with a rock or something like that, as first as they say, though, because I mean, you could tell that she was with blood and stuff like that, though. So... Next thing you know is that we go to the next scene and and then we got we go to this lab guy. Now, who was the guy? I mean, I'm gonna tell you that the guy who's playing her, that's Daniel Jonjana. And I mentioned him last week and and we introduced him as the new lab guy, something like that though. And um and the new lab guy. So it's like um so I mean yeah, because right now this is his second appearance on SVU, Daniel this Daniel Sanjata. And he's a, uh, and he plays a recurring character called um I think it was a lab guy something like that though. But he's gonna stay. He's gonna be continue to be playing the recurring character for for the next few years and stuff like that though. So I don't wonder what happened to the other guy. I mean the guy who was who appeared on you know New York Undercover, huh? Who knows though. So anyway, um, the lab guy he he tells Benson Benson and Finn telling him the. The right about the right text because they say in that the seeds are they're like the the, um, the pills that uh, that, that help him cure cancer, but he already tested them. Turns out that the drugs are fake, <laughs> and you know Benson replied that the sugar pills are a booming industry, something like that. So it turns out that that um, what the hell is Paula doing with um, fake pills? I mean, they don't those are not the pills that can cure cancer or anything like that though. I mean, they just put some sugar in it and all that bullshit. I mean, they're trying to say that they're using like uh, um, 
pay counterfeit bills and uh, make some money. I mean, it's all like a damn scheme and a scam going on around here, though. And there was probably a reason that um, Perp got mad because she was carrying the, um, the illegal drugs, and then Perp got mad he couldn't open the trunk, so he tried to attack her, teach her a lesson, and stuff like that. Maybe something like drug deal going bad, something like that, though. Like, mm-mm-mm. And sometimes, you know, they say that the Mexicans use the drugs and stuff like that. It's crazy, something like that, though. So now we're in the Paul's apartment, and the munch have been this munch. Uh, no, not what? Oh, I said munch. Excuse me. I, why I keep saying munch though? Munch is is not they is not in the and not in the, on this case. So okay, so I say Liv and Finn though they come into Paul's apartment and they talk to the landlord, and they want to search the apartment. So your landlord tells them that um, that the Paul was, was planning to move out though. So so Benson and Finn they decided to search her room and stuff like that though, and they find some stuff you know like um, some expensive clothes like Gucci, Prada, and all that stuff though, and all that. Uh, and then next thing you know is that they go to the Regolia's house somewhere outside the city, and um, Ben, Liv and Finn talk to Mrs. Regolia. And um, turns out that Ms. Regolia tells him that Paula never made, paid a dime and stuff like that. But to make the long story short, I mean, turns out that her husband was um, spoiling her with the money and the goods. I mean, he was hooking her up with everything and all that stuff, though. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, and then they know Mrs. Regolia said that they welcomed Paula as a family you know they took they brought her in here and then and she was living with them and all of that sort so but it turned out that paula never paid a dime you know of the cars and the clothes and stuff like that turns out that mr her husband mr regolia was hooking her up and was hooking her was hooking her up and all this stuff with them you know what i'm saying all right so we're back in the squad room and um <laughs> Ah, yo, um, and let me you see that Benson and Finn come back in the squad room and they see Detective Munch in crunches. And Finn was like, Yo, man, I got, I got, I got to hear this. And then Munch replied, Your source is overwhelming. And he told me that much what happened, Munch got into an accident and then he's ended up in crunches and stuff like that, though. I mean, he fell and shit like that, though. And Sabler's there at the squad room, says he's busy working on a case and, he, and he's going to court. So he has been busy doing other stuff, like court stuff. So now only got is, um, that now there's a reason why well, that um, Benson and Finn are together. And it's like a predecessor, what's going on in the current season. You know, you have uh, you have um, Benson and Finn working together. I mean, and then they're going to be continuing to be working together throughout later seasons and stuff like that until today, you know, like a that Benson is the, is the captain, and uh, she takes Finn under her wing as her sergeant. And they still go out in the streets working cases together. All right, so now, and it turns out this is 2002, so, you know, both of them are captains. Captains, Like I said, let's get back to the story, all right? So Finn finds out that Paula was a mole for the FBI, she was going to expose the company and even expose Mr. Regolia and stuff like that, though. And there's a motive, though. There's a motive why 
Paul that Paul was killed because they think that Paula was gonna was working for the FBI and there was gonna she was like a whistleblower and then she was gonna expose Mr. Regolia for selling them them fake 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 you know prescription drugs you know them you know those fake you know them little fake fake um prescription drugs you know all that stuff though and somehow you know excuse me that might be emotive because then he and then it turns out Mr. Regolia is worried about it. He he found out he ratted him out to the FBI, so he killed her. So Prayton says that he had to bring him. That's bringing him for interview and all this stuff, though. So, so later on, when with um, they the detectives though, they bring him in this conference room and he's being interrogated. And what question? And they question him and Mr. Regolia about killing Paula, and Mr. Regolia had nothing to do with it though. But it turns out that he was having a, a affair with Paula and. Um, Somehow, you know, I mean, if wife finally found out about it, or maybe Paula told his wife or something like that, though, that, that's, um, and, you know, they, in the detectives, they accused Mr. Regolia of killing Paula over selling fake, right, fake Ritex or them fake pills and or something like that, though, or you counterfeit drugs or whatchamacallit, though. I mean, let me tell you something. Those pills ain't worth shit, Okay. And they say these kills, these 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 pills could cure cancer and all that stuff. But in the reality, you gotta take a lot of herbs and eat, eat and, and all that stuff to just to get rid of cancer. And there are some remedies that'll help cure cancer, like blackberry and all that stuff. Though there are some out there. So next thing you know, Cragen comes over and talks to the detectives to tell them that they found another victim. They and on the West Side Highway, but that person's still breathing. So we go back outside the West Side Highway, and um, and then the ambulance they picking up this um victim name calls herself Francesca. Oh, and guess what? We have a hey, we have a who's that girl? Now who's that actress playing um Francesca, the victim? I didn't leave with anyone. Bartender says otherwise. Parking attendant says he saw both of you lean in your car. I say a cop raped me and you stick up for your own. Francesca, you lied about being drunk. I want to believe you, I do. But you're not making it easy for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, that happens to be um, actress Christine Hodge. And she, you remember her on um, ABC, on the ABC sitcom Head of the Class. That was back in the 1980s. And then she probably appeared in. Um, Couple of lower order appearances, so I'm gonna call you repeat offender. So I ain't gonna say about that though. Okay, so this time you know she plays another rape victim whose name is Francesca. All right, so I'm not talking about Francesca Lee, something like that. So it's Francesca. So you know, Amelis is bringing her in, and then she tells um, Detective Benson that um, the guy was stopping her. And she notes her. She also tells him that the perp is a cop. Ooh, now we're getting somewhere though. So, so we're looking into a cop right now though. Oh my goodness, bad boy sounds like a fiend from the cops. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Ah, all right though. All right, we're in the hospital right now, and Francesca's being treated. And then Francesca describes her attack to Liv, and 
turns out that um that the guy the cops stop her and ask her and ask her out something like that though and it turns out that um he tells her step out the car next thing he knows that he, and then um <laughs> and then cops tells him that that, that she was going to have sex with you and uh, for in order to let her go and then when she, and she told him she refused and that's all of a sudden they hit her and attack her and yo check this out he even took her driver's license <laughs> oh i mean the cop was asking for sex and then francesca said hell no man and next thing you know he get mad and he started being the shit out of her raping her and then yo it took her driver's license i mean i remember earlier in the episode it turns out when the the, the dead victim turns out that she lived in the East 50s though her ID was stolen but she, her name was still is on the um, banking card so I mean this cop you know he has a thing of uh, attacking his victims and taking their driver's license he probably uses them as trophies and shit like that though oh I'm not giving away oh I ain't gonna say it right there though so so okay so we in um Precinct right now, and Ben uh, doing a walk and talk with Benson and Cragen. Turns out that Francesca had a blood alcohol limit in a rape kit because they tested a rape kit. They found like traces of um, blood alcohol in her system, and Ben also stated that she lied to the investigation. So Ben thinks that Francesca is a liar or something like that, though. Oh my goodness! So we go inside Cragen's office, and then they tell this. A, a blood alcohol limit in her rape kit. Oh my goodness. Mm, oh my goodness, though. And you know, Finn thinks that she's probably lying about that. So we're in Craig's office the next day, and Finn says for Francesca fake her report and lying and everything like that, though, because they, they Finn assumes that she was drunk and that she made up the story, though. And Finn thinks Francesca's a liar. And then um, Benson, though, she debates Finn about that, and they have, like, an argument over if Francesca got lied or something like that, though, about a rape, though. Finn says that Francesca lied about a rape because she was drunk, and then she said and she was at a bar shit like that, like, earlier in the evening before she was attacked, though. So, Craig says that he had to go to the bar where Francesca was, and then it was, Francesca was last night, though, and talked to somebody she was there. So we're in the we're in a bar, and then bar tells, the bartender tells um, Liv and Finn that there was a party last night, and Francesca had was um, mean to get mad at a guy at the bar, and she was all over him, and oh shit! And turns out though, it is we found out later on that Francesca had. Uh, and all, I mean, she was all over him and shit like that, though. I mean, and then she probably left with the guy, too. And then she, she and then Francesca drank some vodka or something like that, though. I and mean, she was drunk or something like that, though. So later on, though, we're at the uh, gallery where Francesca works, and um, Liv and Finn confront her about that. And Francesca says that she wasn't drunk, and then they think she was lying and stuff like that, though. I mean, she and then Francesca defended herself, saying she she didn't lie about the rape and stuff like that, though, because Finn doesn't even believe her. Because it turns out that she was partying with a guy at a bar. They both left together, and uh, I don't know. And then they and then they found blood alcohol and the rape kit and stuff like that, though. 
And uh, Francesca admitted that she had sex with the guy after meeting him in the bar last night. So, yeah, but they open Finn and Finn doesn't believe what she says because Francesca be making all the making up all the rape stuff and shit like that. But I don't know it's something like that though. So, uh, so okay, so um, it turns out uh, they get called. It turns out that um. They had to live and Finn got reported to the crime scene. So they're back at the crime scene right now. And um, you got the, um, um, Daniel Sanjada, the Spanish dude, right? He finds like footprints and they're like maybe size, like size 13. Turns out that the guy's probably like six feet tall, something like that. Well, more than six feet tall, though. And he also found like some truck prints, uh, tire trips and footprints and something like that, though. So. And and then you know and uh, the lab dude he also mentions that the um, Paula's fingernails were NYP issued uniform pants. Oh, so they they looking in. So it has something to do with um, a cop or something like that, though. So it turns out though the, we're back at the precinct and um, they're trying to figure out who work the cops were doing. Were, the, were there any cops in the, around the crime scene last night? When, when, when Francesca got raped or Paula got raped or something like that, though. So they look into two anti-crime cops, and they from, they're from they from the 22nd Precinct. So Liv tells Cragen that she knows a lieutenant who works at the 22nd Precinct, though, and then she'll finesse him. And what are they going to do about this? They're going to be looking into these two. Two cops called Marcosi and Graves. That's what he calls. Or Marcosi's a white cop and Graves is a black cop. So we're at the diner right now, and uh, Liv and Finn talk to um, Lieutenant Erzy from the Twenty Second Precinct, right? And um, they were they were talking to about these two you know, two um, AT crime cops, Marcosi and Graves. And um, Lieutenant Erzy tells them that that's their problem children and stuff like that. And sometimes they be breaking the rules and shit like that, though. So, and then they mentioned Finn. They wanted to mention Finn. They wanted to talk to these um, two cops, you officers, and who were there though. So later on that night, though, we're somewhere in Harlem, and then and Benson and Finn they meet uh, the anti-crime cops, Marcosi and Graves, and you know. And the conversation was short, you know. I mean, and Finn was asking, "You see anything in the area?" And then they just, um, Marcosia Graves, she stuff like that says, "Some um, we were so busy, mind our own business, and stuff like that." Though, so it turns out, you know, Finn decides to end the conversation. Like, if you see anything, let us know. And then Marcosia Graves was like, "Cool," and then they just left. And then all of a sudden. Liv confronts Finn about why they didn't ask him certain questions about the rape and stuff like that. And Finn's just like, he don't want to, he don't want to judge nobody, and then he don't want to, he he don't want to, he don't want to deal with, he want to go deep and stuff like that because I mean that's not his problem. But Benson's so concerned because she's looking for justice for the two victims and then all stuff. I mean, and then and then you know, I mean, Liv chastises Finn like, yo, what the fuck, man? I mean. He didn't ask him certain questions and all that stuff. And Finn also tells him that you messed up this case. Now it's IAB's call. Now, 
they mentioned, you know, Craig mentioned earlier saying that IAB internal affairs was going to get involved in this, though. So now, I mean, we, we, and if Liv tells Finn that they just blew a chance to grill the Marcosian graves, now it's up to the internal affairs to be doing it. Now we're in, yo, now we're in the office of internal affairs and we got the meat getting ready. Um, Lieutenant Tucker. Now we go to a, hey, is that guy? Now who's that after playing um, Lieutenant Tucker? The detectives went against policy. They were following my orders on our case, for which a cop may be a suspect. We investigate cops, and we investigate sex crimes. Look, it's not like we were trying to hide anything from you. You spoke to our target without us. You of all people should know that, Captain. Wait, wait a minute. You knew about Marcosi before we called you? Yeah, 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 yeah. That happens to be Robert John Burke, right? And this is his uh, debut appearance on uh, as playing the role of Lieutenant Tucker, right? And that character, he's also um, Detective Detective Benson's love interest, though. And so, this actor, he's going to be playing Tucker from season three until season twenty-one. So he's like a recurring character. And I'll tell you that that, that Tucker, though, he has a grudge against SVU, especially Stabler. And I mean, he be going hard on them on the SVU because they they think they a bunch of rogue cops and shit like that. Though I mean, but a little later on seasons though, he becomes um detective lives love interest and all that stuff until season twenty one, boom. And then he had roles in Blue Bloods and um you know all that stuff. I mean, he been on TV and movies and stuff like that though. And he was born in New York City, so. <clears throat> So in this in the, in this scene right there though we're in um, Tucker's office and the, the, the I internal affairs headquarters something like that though, and Tucker confronts Cragen about his um, about his um, on the case and stuff like that though, and turns out that that he, yeah, he was like mad at Cragen and all that stuff because um check this out Tucker said Tucker says that McCosey is their main target. Oh, and Craig was like, you knew all along about this? And then they investigated Marcosi for six months just now. And then Craig wasn't even aware about this. So Marco so Tucker tells him that Mar- Marcosi has sex with a hoe and six months ago, and she's been missing ever since. And Craig was like, What? Fade of black at the end of act two. Now <clears throat> we're here in the act three, we're back in the squad room, and then Munch is getting used to him crunches and stuff like that, though. And Finn and Finn's talking to Munch about that, saying he's getting better about that. And when all of a sudden Munch mentioned mentions of uh, uh, mentions Finn about a son. Ooh. So yeah, and Munch was like, "You didn't tell me that you have a little tutu oil in the hands and stuff like that." And Finn replied, "He's not a kid. He's 18." So this is the first time that. They we did the show mentioned about Finn's son because this is the first time we hear about that though because we didn't know until this episode aired that 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 uh, Finn that uh, Finn had a kid so this hit this his son will be introduced somewhere right around like season six so I mean this is the first time they just mentioned that Finn had a kid and all that stuff though and if the kid's like a teenager and all that stuff and check this out Finn you know, the Finn's kid, I think it was um, 
um, his son will be played by um, Ernest Waddell. And um, turns out that, that he'll be coming out of the closet in later seasons. So this is the first time they entered mentioned Penn had a kid, but he wasn't introduced until season six. So and then he then he turned out the guys he uh, guys the guys are gay. So anyway, it turns out the fight found out that the the, the hooker that uh, Marcosi had a relationship with her name is Raquel. So they decided she'd been gone missing missing for six months. So it turns out that uh, Raquel was friends with another fellow hooker by the name of um, Mandy. So Craig and like they had to go on the street and look for Mandy and stuff like that though. So we're on like West 18th Street, you know, like Chelsea and the West Side. And um Liv and Finn is talking to Mandy, Raquel's friend, and they talk to her about Marcosi. And Mandy tells them that um you know, that that, that um, Raquel had sex with Marcosi in exchange for letting her go or something like that. I mean he picked her because he because she was um instead of um Mandy, something like that though. And it turns out that Marcosi Marcosi had sex with um with her and then for the let her go like a last century, just let her go, stuff like that though. I mean he picked Raquel. Because of the looks or something like that. I don't know what it is, something like that though. So and then and then she and then she and then you know Raquel was let go and Mandy didn't wasn't let go. So there's some favoritism going around here. I'm gonna tell you something. I mean, this Marcosi is so obsessed with hookers. And did he did he rape a woman on the West Side Highway? Hmm. I mean, I don't know. Marcosi is a, he's like a damn sex addict. I mean, why you know, you have to leave them hoes alone, man? I mean, don't you know that you know they'd be carrying STDs and shit like that? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I <laughs> now we're in a garage, you know, and the lab dudes they're checking the tire tracks on a perp's car. They're trying to find some stuff and shit like that, though. And um, however, though, I mean, living thing get a note. Oh no, no, no! The lab guy gets a note from somebody, and he tells um. Liv and Finn, they, they had to go go back to the office because um, turns out that Craig is not pissed or something like that. I don't know what it is though. So we're back at the squad room, and um, Tucker tells Craig and um, Benson and Finn that the B is all over on the case about the the the, the perp about the curb dress of the cop killing victims and shit like that though. So they had to keep it in on the minimum on them. So they don't want the media to find out about this, saying about a cop. And, and then they think it's Mark Marcosi and something like that. I don't know what it is, though. They think it. So Craig has suggested they have to go to the 22nd precinct to to search Marcosi's locker and get, get a search warrant and all that stuff, though. So that's how it is, though. We're in the 22nd precinct right now. And um, one cop smells a rat. No, make it three rats. And you, you got like uh, Benson and Finn and Craig coming in. They go to Marcosi's locker, and, and then they and then they got a guy. They have this guy to have this like this this some um, clip, what you would call it, just to unlock it. You know, you know, chip off the locks and stuff like that. I would do what you would call it, like a screwdriver. More, it's like this plier thing to open the un, open the locks. Turns out. They they find like uh, rough rider condoms and pictures of um, half naked woman on 
on the door and stuff like that, though. Shoot. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Marcosi shows up, and he was like, what the hell are you doing to my locker? And then, 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 then the detectives asked, and they want to ask me a few questions. And, yo, and um, he was like, say what you want. I got nothing to hide. Now, who's this guy playing? Um, who's the actor that's playing? We have a hey, who's that guy? Who's the actor that's playing Marcosi, Officer Marcosi? Do you think that I killed a girl under the West Side Highway? Are you nuts? You fit the description of the suspect. Along with a hundred other guys in my command. But the only one unaccounted for at the time of both crimes is you. I bend the rules a little, so what? Well, then there's your vehicle, matches what the perf drove, and forensics places you at the crime scene. Along with a dozen other cars, we're constantly checking the area. Why'd you take it to the car wash? It was kicked in mud. That way you conveniently had the tires replaced. We came out and found two flats courtesy of an ice pick. You got an out for everything, don't you? I don't have to explain how I work to you. Nobody in that precinct brings in more collars than me. Really? Well, how many cops in the precinct date hookers? I get a little bit on the side. I don't pay for it. That's not a crime. It is when you make them disappear. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens to be actor Michael O'Keefe. And he appeared in the movie Caddyshack with uh, Chevy Chase and all that stuff. That was back in the 80s and 1980, I believe. And he he was born in Mount Vernon. And then he, he was, yo, check this out. He was married to country singer Bonnie Raitt back in the 1990s. You know about that, though? So, I mean, um, Michael O'Keefe, the name Michael O'Keefe. So he appeared in stage, movie, and television and all that stuff, though. I mean, he looked like that guy from the HBO's Oz, though. I mean, but, oh, yeah, Robert Cholsey. But they look like the, does he, they look, are they the same guy? Hmm. I don't know what it is, though. So, okay, so, um. We're in the interrogation room, and Mars Cozy's being interrogated, and they ask him if he killed um, he killed uh, one lady on the West Side Highway and then raped another woman. And they also mentioned something about him having a relationship with um, Raquel, stuff like that, though, and why she disappeared. And they thinking that he killed her also. However, though, Mark Cozy tells them that after Raquel is somewhere in rehab. She's like probably somewhere out of the city and doing rehab and stuff like that because she had like a drug habit. And he had nothing to do with um he 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 defended himself saying that he had nothing to do with raping and murdering a woman on the West Side Highway and raping another woman. He was like, never, 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 I've never done that shit ever. Stuff like that though. However, Craig interrupts him and tells him that tell him to step outside. So Craig says that um another victim came forward. So or they, what are they going to do? They're going to bring her in right now, though. So, and he, Craig also tells them that um, the incident was, like, weeks old, stuff like that, though. So they need to talk to the other, other victim right in a, shortly. So we're in the conference room, and then the detectives, they're talking to another victim who was identified as Stacy, all right? And she said that she heard about the, the, she heard about the report on the news, and she tells them that... That's the same thing happened to her like a few weeks ago or a couple months ago, saying that this cop came in though, and um, he she tells him that um, she tells him the same thing that she he was asked if he wanted sex and she refused and then he attacked her. It's like the same mo, but Stacia she never saw his face. So Doctor Wong realizes that. 
Whenever, whenever a woman says no to the perp, though, though he gets a rage, and all of a sudden, then he uses and he uses the cop uniform as an excitement, it's like word of control. And Doctor Wong tells Kragen that he wanted to talk to Marcosi alone. Craig was like, "Do it." So a few minutes later, we're in the interrogation room, and Doctor Wong talks to Marcosi, and um, he now Marcosi saying that he had not, nothing to do with this. He had nothing to do with this. I mean, he says that um, right. So Doctor Wong is examining him, know what his head is because it's all about control, something like that, though. And then Marcosi lashes out, saying, "Listen, I'll give you proof. You know, you put me on the lineup and stuff like that, though. I mean, I got nothing to hide. I mean, I, yo, I mean, he know he knows that he's innocent. He had nothing to do with this, though. So, when when Marcosi says that you put me on the lineup, Doctor Wong was like." What? It, he, I mean, he realizes maybe Marcosi's into Marcosi had nothing to do with it. We don't know. So meanwhile, we in the street and Munch and Finn arrive to go see Francesca, and they got like a crowd standing right outside her apartment building. And it turns out that uh, the, the neighbors they tell the um, Liv and Finn that the cop arrested her and all that stuff, and, and saying. And then and they're going around saying that he he that um she raped him or something like that though I don't know what it is. It turns out reality. I mean the fake cop kidnapped Francesca. Hmm. I mean even you saying she got Francesca got arrested and got arrested. Turns out that the um, fake ass cop get kidnapped her ass. So. We're back in the squad room right now, and then you know Benson, Finn, Craigan, and um, Lieutenant Tucker are there, and then Benson realizes that the, the guy, that the that, that the perp isn't a real cop though, and Finn mentioned earlier saying that that that, that the perp isn't is really a cop. He's just some kind of a wannabe trying to pretend or something like that though. So, oh, I mean, I knew it right there. I mean, you got you got like a. You got like this creep trying to dress up as a cop, trying to fool people and all that stuff, trying to arrest them. It's all like a power trip. It's all about control and shit like that, though. So, so they decided Benson and Finn asked, decided to ask Marcosi for help, though. I mean, we're outside somewhere in the street, though. The Benson and Finn asked Marcosi for some help, and Marcosi was like, "Get away from me, man! What, what you what you done to me? I mean, like, he tells him to go to hell. I mean, that ain't my problem, you know. They want to find out who this guy who this guy is." I don't know what it is, something like that, though. We're back in the squad room. Turns out that three of them, three of them thrift stores, they they sold NYPD gear. One of them stores was under investigations, some, and then and all that stuff. And then, you know, IAB was into that, like, I, like last year or something like that, though. Internal Affairs was into that one store selling some, all that gear. So it turns out that um, there was this one store in particular. So they go to the store where they got this guy working there, and then he tells the worker tells him that it's all the, the NYPD gear are replicas, and um, they he also mentions that I IAB was on the, his ass, so they cleared him stuff like that though, and it goes to show you that um, you know, they have like the badges and fake badges, you know the. Numbers and the uniforms and stuff like that and the batons and all that shit going on right here though. So Liv and Finn asked the guy they wanted to check the mailing list and they also needed records. So 
later on in the in the squad room. So they're checking the mailing wrists and the records, and then also they're trying to find out, you know, trying to who was buying the stuff and stuff like that. Though, so Marcosi shows up at the squad room, and um, he tells he tells them, you know, early he's mentioned saying that um, he has he um, he had he was having sex with some prostitute while his um, partner. Uh, Graves was as a as a lookout, but it turns out Finn also mentions that Graves is not talking. He's lawyered up and stuff like that. He's um I don't know what it is though. So what happened was that he saw the um, some uh, car approach. You know he thought it was his boss. You know lieutenant their lieutenants, and then they went Marcosi Graves broke out when they noticed that the lieutenant was coming. So what Marcosi did is this, that uh, he checked the um, license plate. And um, and he did some background and stuff like that, though. Turns out, uh, I mean, that wasn't the lieutenant. And Marcosi tells the detectives that the car is registered to a guy named Jeffrey Trapani. Tra- so they got the guy name, last name wrong, something like that, though. So they so it turns out, you know, that 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 trap that the that that the fake ass cop is Jeffrey Trapani. So Benson thanked Marcosi, they did, and then Ben tells him you did the right thing. So they go to Marcosi's apartment, uh, and then turns out it's empty, and they see blood on the bed. Turns out that the Marcosi and Francesca, Francesca were here, and then they had like a fight going on. There was blood, something like that. So Marcosi, they also found out that um, them Chapati got a job with the Parks Department and shit like that, though. So. So they decided, much Finn decided to go over to the, the, the place where he where he go where he works at, try to arrest his ass though. So and then all the the, the Craig and the other cops say that they're gonna stay here just in case the Tripati comes back though. So we're somewhere we're de- we're in downtown Manhattan and Ben and Finn arrive and they spot Tripati, you know, picking up garbage and putting it in and stuff like that though. All they do instead of um, they were trying to. See if they can arrest him and call the cops in just to just to come up and arrest them. So, Liv does the unthinkable. She calls Munch, and she lies to him, telling him that Trapati isn't there. <laughs> Is Liv trying to do something drastic or something shit, some shit like that though? And then when Liv hangs up, and then Munch overhears the conversation, the film was like. You know we're gonna be. You know as this case goes south, we're back in uniform. So, so Benson has a plan. It's like they're gonna follow Trapani and all that stuff. Though, let's see if they can get him in. Though, so as soon as Trapani leaves the park, you know, much of Finn follow them, and they and then we go to this bar right there, and um, you know, Trapani is there trying to get a drink, and Benson and Finn and us, they've um. Bring up, make up this conversation about the girl in the news and about the fake cops and all that stuff. You know about the and and over about the fake drugs and stuff like that, though. So Trapani overhears the detective's conversation and you know mind his business. And then all of a sudden he leaves, though. And next thing he knows that Ben um, and as soon as he left, Liv says Francesca's not the next stop, so they had to follow him. So. They go to this uh, building right there, and it's like a loft or something like that. And uh, next thing you know, they going downstairs, and then, then they hear like a noise. 
So Liv and Finn get their guns out. They go to this room, and yo, they they open the door and they find Francesca tied up in the bed, and and Trapani is is dressed in this uniform and shit, in a police uniform. And guess what? They they find Francesca and um, they and they arrest Trapani, and um and they and then Finn notices all them them IDs on the wall. He keeps them as souvenirs. So you know they, you know Francesca, you know she's like in uh, in her underwear. You know they they get her up and then they rescue her and stuff like that. Though I mean, and Trapani was about to get ready to kill this girl, man. But too late though. They got his ass. <laughs> And that's the end of the episode. Episode saying right there. That's it. So I want to say that it was a good episode. You know, hope you didn't sleep on it, something like that, though. So that's it. All right, all right. I'm gonna leave a couple of notes here. I mean, this is the things that I missed on this episode, right? So you know, even though it's 2002, right? And uh, you know, at the beginning of the episode, in which um. You know, I mean, detective. When the detective Benson comes out from a date, then she comes into the crime scene. They make some kind of an anthrax joke. Watch this. All right, nice dress. Yeah, it was a nice date. Where's lunch? Banging sick. Such a hypochondriac. How many times has he had anthrax this week? Oh, did you hear that though? That was like an anthrax anthrax joke or something like that though. Yeah, and then by the way, but at that time. Which is like in two thousand two, there was rumors people people were getting sick on anthrax. Some of them had died though, because shortly after nine eleven, when the twin towers fell, they they had these people opening up envelopes, and then all of a sudden, these just anthrax product comes out, like getting making them sick or probably killing them and all that stuff. I mean, I mean, that was crazy. I mean. That was that happened somewhere about late two thousand one. You know, by the time you know after the twin towers fell and then America, America was getting ready to go to, go to war in Afghanistan. You know, I mean to go track down Osama bin Laden. I'm gonna tell you something. Uh, bin Laden didn't do the twin towers anything like that. Cause we already know who did it though. We already know it was Bush Jr. and his minions. Now, and so anyway, you know they were poking fun of that. Um, you know, uh, opening a letter, Joe, you know, I mean, people getting affected with anthrax. I mean, I remember that I was watching this, I was watching this uh, episode of Mad TV and then they doing some kind of like a holiday skit and they got like Santa's elves, you know, they, they trying to get over in the mail and all of a sudden one of them, they got anthrax powder sprayed on one of the elves. I mean, that was crazy. I mean, they were making fun of that though. But this, you know, this is anthrax thing, you know. I mean, I'm not talking about the metal band anthrax, okay? You know, I mean the nineties, uh, 90s metal for anthrax, all right? I'm talking about anthrax and shit like that. I mean, they put some of the poison in anthrax in the envelopes, and then when people open it up, though, they smell the powder comes to their face, and then they get sick by it, though. Damn. So, I mean, they they, they did like an anthrax joke on Detective Munch at the beginning scene of the episode, so. It was we was a crazy time. It was crazy times back then in the early two thousands, like two thousand one, two thousand two, and all that stuff. Though, and here's another note, right? It goes to show you that um, we go into Paul's apartment, and it turns out that um, the this, this couple, Mister and Missus Magonia, have hooked her hooked her, hooked her up with the apartment and all that stuff. Though, so 
Hey, that's the one thing that I missed and all that stuff, though. So, and um, I'm, there's another note in which um, Liv and Finn was interrogating uh, Mar- Marcosi, and he tells him that she's been in the rehab upstate, and he doesn't know where it is, though. And somehow another victim comes forward, and then there's even the IEB it got graves and stuff like that. They wanted them talking on stuff, so I don't know what it is, though. Oh, so anyway, so I mean, that's all the notes for now. So um, there's nothing much I want to talk about right now. It's just that um, I just enjoy myself being on vacation. You know, I I celebrate Passover, and uh, I've been eating. I I ate some unleavened bread. I mean, by my experience, though, I mean, it's I've been eating unleavened bread for a whole week. It's just like a pancake, but without the you know, the bleach and the rice and flour and stuff like that, though. And um, you know what? The good benefit about it is that um, it helped me lose some weight because um, I, w- I went on a scale the other day and check, yo, check this out. I was down to 230 pounds. Now, I haven't been on a scale for months. I mean, the last time, you know, I've been on a scale was, like, I don't know, last summer. I weighed on like almost 250, but since I'm eating the right foods, I'm trying to eat more vegetables, trying to drink a little more water and cutting back on my eating though and doing exercise, that'll help you lose a few pounds that way though. So it's all about controlling your diet and then controlling your weight and then you have to eat the right foods. And you know that I don't, you know, I don't eat no bacon or sausage. You know pork, you know what I'm saying? Cause all that shit, all that shit will clog your arteries, get you diabetes and strokes and uh, and all that stuff and diseases. Though, yeah, I'm not gonna get that. So, you gotta eat the right foods and just like what the bee, you know, the the bee from Cheerios box says, the bee, excuse me, the bee from the Honey Nut Cheerios box says, be happy, be healthy. All right, now. I'm back. I got I gotta go right now. So thank y'all for listening. And then um I'll be back next week back next week with a new episode. So Twisted, a Law and Order SVU podcast is recorded in my house and it's a production of Anchor FM and uh, you know and uh, Spotify. And you can catch me on Spotify, Anchor FM, WordPress, Google Podcast, probably reason that reason FM. All right. So yeah, enjoy your week and I'll be back next week week next week with a new episode. Again, bye bye.